Well, hello, my friends. Welcome once again to another broadcast brought to you right here by Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. This is Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, I've got another exciting message to give to you. I am so thankful that the Lord has allowed us to preach this message. This message is part two of the new series entitled Walking Through the Fire, and it is subtitled Enduring the Flames. Oh, we had a dynamic time today in the Word of God, and I just can't wait for you to hear this message. Don't forget, if you have missed part one, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org, and you can hear it free of charge. Part one was subtitled, The Heat is On. But make sure you look for the series titled, Walking Through the Fire. Once you see the page entitled, Walking Through the Fire, just click on it and you'll see parts one, two, and so forth and so on as they become available. And remember, they're all free of charge. And don't forget, if you already have the Kingdom Rock app, all you have to do is just click, it's already there. In many cases, you'll have to hit the refresh button, but believe me, it will be there. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, Enduring the Flames, part number two of the series entitled, Walking Through the Fire right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Enjoy. Last week we started a series entitled Walking Through the Walking Through the Fire. Walking Through the Fire. Fire representing difficult times, trials, tribulations, temptations in life that are unavoidable. As long as you are down here, doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, how in between you are, we will all go through different seasons in our lives. Whether you are saved or unsaved, you'll go through. Hallelujah. Whether you talk to Jesus every day or talk to the devil every day, hopefully not the other you both will still go through. You understanding? The Bible declares that many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many are the afflictions or troubles of the righteous. But the Lord, but God, delivers them, delivers him, her, out of them all. <laughs> Trials, tribulations, temptations, happens to all humanity. Whether you go to church or not, it happens to all humanity. But the difference is, some will walk through the fire, not smelling like smoke, and come out on the other side better, and others will be consumed in the fire. You hear reports all the time of people being consumed in hardness. Consumed by fire. Men go home and kill their families and or our plants close down and and people just get consumed by the hardness and they can see no way out. Consumed by fire. But that's not God's plan for you and I. So he's called us, calls us to walk through fire and come to the other side. Again, last week we spoke from the subject of the heat is on. And I, I urge you, with all that's within me, make sure you go back and hear that message. We may have a few copies there on the back table. 
Make sure you get a copy of it before you go or get the Kingdom Rock app and make sure that you hear it or go online. So uh, James 1, verse 12 through 15, this is how it reads. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when, he, for when he, he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Verse 13, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Now, we're really going to focus on there, on that particular phrase, just a few moments. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth what? Sin. sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. We were there on last week. Now understand something. I want to bring some things to your attention. And this is where we really uh, ended on last week. Um, as we endure the flames of this temptation, of these tests and trials, you have to understand the source. There are two sources of temptation, test, or trials. Two major sources of temptation, test, or trials. Okay? One, um, there is a temptation uh, that comes straight from the devil. And this is a, uh, a temptation to do evil that is set up by the devil. Now listen, the enemy recognizes and plans and plans, or rather he recognizes and plans to plot or tr plans to exploit, should I say, he plans to exploit your weaknesses. That's the enemy's job. He wants to recognize your weaknesses and he wants to exploit them. For the purpose of destroying you. Remember, the devil comes to steal, kill, or destroy. Please understand that again. The devil is the author of temptation. And when he authors it, it is his plan to find out your weakness and then to exploit it in an attempt to destroy you. But listen, God can still use that tempting time he can still use it um, to and he can use it in a way that it works for your good. What the devil meant for evil, God can turn it around and make it work for you. If you're on the Lord's side, are you hearing? So we could say that if the devil throws a brick at you, God will catch it, tell you to catch it. And he, you begin to make a brick wall. The enemy throws lemons at you, you catch it, and you begin to make lemonade. So God can even use those things that were meant for your destruction. He can use that and turn it around, and it is for your good when you're on the Lord's side. Are you hearing? So again, the enemy is an author of temptation, but also God can um, allow a temptation to come your way as well. We talked about that on last week. Uh, so God can set up a temptation. Primarily, it is when God does it, it is a temporary difficult situation. Something that happens temporarily to prove, uh, to increase your strength, 
to bring you closer to him and oftentimes to promote you as well. When God authors a temptation, when God authors a testing time. Now, remember last week we talked about uh, the word temptation. Let me bring that up for you again. Uh, the word temptation as used here is the Greek word um, pyr- pyram, rather um, pyrasmas, yes, pyrasmas. And pyrasmas uh, means adversity, affliction, trouble sent by God and serving to test or prove one's character, faith, or holiness, pyrosmos. Now here again, God can send a pyrosmos moment. And this moment is used, the God can use it to, uh, you'll see this to ascertain your strength level. Uh, he can use it to, again, to promote you. He can use this uh, to show a weakness in you that you were not aware of. Remember, this is not for God's benefit. This is for yours. Whenever God allows a temptation, a test or trial to come your way, whenever he authors it, whenever he sends it, it's for your good. Whenever the devil sends something your way, it's to kill you. But God can still take those lemons and make lemonade out of them. So what the enemy meant for evil, God can turn that thing around and use it for good. Remember uh, Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God uh, to them who are called according to his purpose. It can still work out for you. So when they lie on you, the devil sends people to lie on you, to, to talk about you and, and all these other things, all these hardness, this hardness that comes against you. All that's going to do if we stay in the Lord, stay in the will of God, all that's going to do is uh, to create a vacuum or create a uh, a place of glory for you to rest on. Okay? When you, as a matter of fact, the scripture says, when you, are, when you are reproached for the name of the Lord, happy are you because God's glory rests upon you. Okay? Y'all with me this morning? You have to let me know you're here. All right. So let me, let me back this up by saying this again. The temptation that God authors must be endured until the end. Must be endured until the end. However, the however, the temptation that the devil authors must be escaped. Okay, what God is doing in your life, you bow and say, yes, Lord, have your way in me. What the devil's doing must be escaped. Okay, there's only so much weight and pressure that you can take in your current form. I know you're sons of God, you're children of God. The spirit of God is within you and greater is he who is within you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. But you're still in the flesh. And there's only so much stress that you can take in the flesh. Now, one day, praise God, you'll have a new suit. You'll have a new body. God promised that to you, a new body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One day, praise God, will rise. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ will rise. The sons of God will rise and great things will happen. Great glory will come upon the church. But right now, you're still in that flesh. And that flesh is prone to weaknesses. There are some things that trip you up. Some things that just set you off. Some things that can cause you to run. Some things that can scare you, scare you senseless. 
Some things that can cause you to cuss, fuss, root, toot, whatever else. There are still buttons in you. Wish I had somebody talk to me. And when God authors, when he allows a temptation, a test or trial to come your way, it's often to reveal to you your buttons. So that you can confess that before God and get those buttons removed. Because what you don't want to happen is that the enemy knows your button and he pushes your button at the most inopportune time. When everybody's watching. He said, oh, I know that button. And then we see you on national television. In the bad way. People say, I didn't know that was in him. Well, the enemy did. Okay. Are you still with me? So again, the temptation that God authors must be endured until the end. Patience must have its perfect work. Perfect work. However, the, the, however, the temptation that the devil authors must be escaped. In other words, let me say it this way. At times you will walk through the fire. And at times you'll put out the fire. At times you walk through fire. And at times, other times you will put the fire out. OK. And you have to know the difference. When you're going through something hard, something traumatic, you're going to have to ask God, Lord, is this you allowing this in my life? Oh, Lord, is this that old devil bringing stuff on me? You'll have to know this. You'll have to ask God. If it is God, here again, it is him that is allowing this temptation, test, or trial to come to show you. Something about you to prove something in you to evaluate you. It's not for his knowledge. He already knows you. He knew you before you ever born. He knows you, but you don't know you. He's trying to promote you. And I know just as well, if I have um, gone through a terrible time with something I know the outcome of this. I mean, one time I went through just such a terrible time. Just such a terrible time. But I noticed that after that terrible time, I began to pray a whole lot more. I began to fast a whole lot more. And I began to notice a greater level of strength in God that I had not known before that terrible time. Okay? So again... God may not send the temptation to test or trial. The devil may really send it. But God can use it to promote you, to take you higher. But then there are other times when God sets things up. But when God sets things up, it is always temporary. It's like an x-ray, like we talked about last week. You get in the x-ray machine or you get in that little MRI tube. You don't stay in there. You're only there to be evaluated. It measures you. It does the knocking and all that stuff or whatever. It goes on the little tube. It x-rays, shows you all your insides and all. The doctor's trying to find the problem. Once the problem is found, they take you out. The scan is over. You don't stay in there. You don't pay mortgage. You don't put a flat screen TV in there and all that. You're only there to be evaluated. 
That's it. It's kind of like the stress test on the heart. They say, get, I've had one of those before. You get up on the treadmill and he says, run. And you run and you run and you run and you run. They, monitoring, they were monitoring my heart at the things on me, you know, run. I'm running. Is it over yet? No, keep on running. Run. Is it over yet? No, keep on running. Oh, my goodness. Run. <laughs> keep on running. Run. You, what are you doing? You're turning it up faster? <laughs> Run! And then finally, <gasps> all right, it's over, lay down! <gasps> and they put the thing on your chest and they see, you know, see your heart, things, see how it beats and all that stuff. It is only for a moment. Only if it feels like forever. It's only for a moment to check the condition of your heart. After it is clearly seen, it's over. Then you sit back down and you rest and hopefully don't hyperventilate. <gasps> you know, then you can calm down. It's over. It's done to reveal a weakness so that we can take the appropriate steps, if necessary, to correct it. Because that, if, is there, if there is a weakness there or a flaw there that goes untreated, it could bring about your death. The death of something. And there are many men, many married men that uh, did not endure the test that God sends. And the weakness was not seen. It was there. It was there. But then here comes a bit of stress in the relationship. There is adultery. There are temptations and all this other stuff happens. Maybe someone on the job. They didn't know they had it in them to steal until they saw that money on the counter. Nobody was looking, they thought, but there was a hidden camera in the back. And they saw and lost the job, went to jail. I've heard about cashiers at, in big box stores. Nobody was looking, so they thought the enemy just simply pushed a button that was already there. He didn't make up one. It was already there. All right. Let me show you some examples of how God will allow a testing time to occur. Now, go to Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter, Deuteronomy eight. And as you're getting Deuteronomy eight, is this making sense to you today? As you go into Deuteronomy eight, let me read again. Verse 13 out of James, the first chapter. Now, James, first chapter, verse 13 says again, as you're getting Deuteronomy 8, it says again, let no man say when I am tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Listen, neither tempt he any man. So we know the fault here is, is that God does not tempt with evil. Not that God doesn't tempt or test or try because he does. But he will never tempt, test or try you to do evil. That's the devil's thing. God doesn't have to tempt you to do evil. The devil's got that covered. Remember, when the Lord sends a temptation, a test, or trial, really it's to evaluate you, show you something, and also offer you promotion and deeper levels of intimacy with him. When he sends it, it must be endured until the end. You're going to have to say, yes, Lord, have your way in me. And when you submit, you'll find, hey, it lifts. Praise God. It's done. But the more you squirm in the MRI tube, they say, be still, sir. Be still, sir. <laughs> sir, the longer you squirm, we can't get a reading. Be still, sir. 
Be still, sir. Keep squirming, squirming. You got to be still. Submit to it. Submit and just relax. Submit and relax. I know it's uncomfortable, but submit and relax. I know you're tired of being in it, but submit and relax. So that patience can do its perfect work. So that you can get out of there. Are you hearing? Let me show you some examples of how God sets up a temptation. Uh, Deuteronomy 8, look at verse number 1. The Lord said, All the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. Listen to verse 2. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee. Say, the Lord led them. Come on, say the Lord led them. Who led them? Who led them? The Lord. He said, and thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these uh, these 40 years in the wilderness. Why'd you do it, Lord? To humble thee and to prove thee. The word prove here in the Hebrew is nasa. And it means to test, to try, to tempt. Test, try, to tempt. It means assay, put to proof or test. Are you hearing me? He said, which the Lord thy God, it says, um, the Lord led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee or to test you. Or to test you. Why you do it, Lord? To know what was in thine heart whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. God said, I let this happen to you. I let you wander 40 years to know what was in your heart. Now, again, God already knows what's in their heart. They did not know what was in them. It took them 40 years to discover what was in them. They still had Egypt in them. Remember, they made the golden calf. When they came out of Egypt, they, the Bible says that they were harnessed for war. They were, they were worshiping God. Yay, Lord, you're great. <laughs> you're great, Lord. We're going to worship you. We show sure are. <laughs> yeah. We're your people. You are God. Yeah. Hooray, hooray. See, that was the laughing moment. <laughs> we're your people. We, you know, we're going to worship you, God. And they went through the Red Sea. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Yes, we're with you, God. We're with you, God. We're with you, God. But as they went, they began to see many of them really weren't with him. They didn't know that something diseased was on the inside of them. So God said, I let you walk to show you what was in you. The great rebellion with Korak and his other people that rebelled against Moses. Who made you head over us, Moses? Who called we're all holy? Why you got to lead us? We should be able to lead ourselves. Moses said, okay, all right, Lord. He fell down before his face. He fell down upon his face before God and said, and God told him, all right, let all those who are Kurok stand on that side. Moses, your people stand on the other side. And Moses said, hey, we're going to get this thing squared away. Uh, if God be with us, then uh, Cork and his bunch won't die a natural death. As a matter of fact, God's going to do a new thing. The earth is going to open up 
and swallow them. And what happened? The earth opened up a great earthquake. It rent open, it came open, and they fell into hell alive. And then it closed back. Case shut. Who did God call? But they did not know what was in them. Are you hearing? So he said, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandment or no. Verse 16, look, drop down verse 16. It says, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, uh, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, they're still very proud, and that he might prove thee, again, there it is, that he might test you, uh, to do thee good at thy latter end. He said, now I'm doing it to do you good because I want to show you something in you, something about you, because God wants to promote you in great ways. He wants to give you the company. He wants to give you the wealth. He wants to give you the resources of heaven. He wants to give it all to you. It's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. But unless you go through a testing time to reveal the weaknesses within you, when you get to that position, the weight of that will crush you. It's kind of like if a man does not know, if a, let's say a man or woman does not know um, that they have a problem, uh, a problem with gambling. They say, well, I can do it every once in a while. It doesn't bother me. God says, look, I want to give you billions of dollars. They say, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem. You make $1,000 a week. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem. Then the Lord gives you billions. You have more money to do more things. That more money would crush you. So he said, I want to give you billions. I want to give you more than you could ever even ask for or imagine. But I see that there is a problem there. I see that there is a button there that the devil could use to destroy you. So what is your heavenly father to do? Is he to grant you your request of billions, grant you your request of great things, knowing what's in you, knowing that if he gives you this, if he allows this to come, your life is going to crush you? Or does he hold off what he really wants to do in your life until you get that result and continue to send you tests? Okay, now he's going to get it. Now she's going to get it. Here's another one. Why you let this happen to me? Oh, Lord, why you let this happen to me? Oh, just for a minute. Oh, I'm glad I got out of that. Whew. Okay. Okay, God, thank you. Uh, you know. Oh, and then it hits again. Oh, it hits again. We need to begin to ask the question, Lord, why am I going through this? Why am I going through this? Why are you allowing this to come in my life? Here again, when you're going through a troubled time, a difficult time, hear me, you're going to have to ask the Lord the source of it. What is the source of it? Is this authored by you, Father, or is this authored by the enemy? Okay, you're going to have to ask God the source. You don't know whether to submit. If you don't know the source, you don't know whether to submit to it or to fight. Okay? You need to know the difference, whether I'm submitting or am I fighting. Am I breaking out my crane stance? Because you can't beat that crane defense. Just ask Karate Kid. And I know the anointing is on me now because I got my leg up. And I'm not even falling. 
You see that, Deborah? Ain't that right? I must be under the anointing right now. Look at there. You have no idea what to do. Because if you fight a God-given, a God-sent temptation, a God-sent test, if you fight and fight and fight against it, the Lord may stop it, but it's going to come right back around again. Because he must fulfill his purpose. Because understand, you have greatness on the inside of you. And our father is a good father. And he's going to dig, 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 dig in you until he gets the greatness out of you. But you have to know the source. Let's look at another one. Hebrews. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Let me show you another one. Hebrews 11. Remember, this is the that book of the Bible that all that tells all men to make coffee. <laughs> Hebrews. Yes, yes. I know it went over some people's head there. No, I was just making a funny. That is, okay. <laughs> Hebrews eleven seventeen says this verse in number 17. It says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, when he was tried, Hebrews eleven seventeen. by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, say tried. When he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Stop there. Now, the word tried here, once again, this word tried is peirazo. Um, yes, peirazo. And peirazo, or rather peirazo. And peirazo means, again, to try, make trial of, test. For the purpose of ascertaining quality, ascertaining his quality, or what he thinks, or how he will behave. So God allowed this. It was obviously not God's intent for Abraham to actually kill Isaac. It was just a test. It's a test. Many of you are going through just a test. Had it been an actual emergency... You would have been contacted by somebody else. I don't know who. But this is only a test. It's only a test. By the emergency heavenly testing places. It's only a test. If God sends it, it's only a test. To show you your strength. To reveal weaknesses. To allow you the opportunity to be promoted, to bring you closer to him. There's nothing like something hard coming and we, we want to draw closer to the Lord. When 9-11 hit, boy, people were filling the churches. Amen. When the pressure was on. Now, did God cause that to happen? Absolutely not. No, he did not cause the terrorists to do all that stuff. But did God use it? Absolutely. He drew, or rather, he drew people into his house and he gave them great comfort. And some are still in the house and others went back out to the house. They went to the outhouses instead of to the in-houses. That's something else altogether. Okay? When 
when trauma hits, and I'm, I'm here to tell you, some trauma is going to hit our nation once again. And God is giving us, not only our nation, but the world is also going through trauma right now. But it is God's will not for us to be consumed by fire, but to walk through the fire. Amen. Amen. Now, let me show you another one. Uh, Hebrews 4. Go to Hebrews 4 uh, as we begin to close out today. Are y'all getting anything out of this today? Hebrews 4. I'm going to read to you verse 14, 15, and 16. Just three verses. You know, this is, it always freaks me out, Robbie. When I say 14 to 16, I'm thinking two verses. But it's actually three verses. Isn't that strange? Well, it is to me, Tashi. It is very strange. 14, 56. All right. Here we go. Uh, Hebrews, the fourth chapter. I want you to understand as well, this will tell us that Jesus was also tempted. Okay? Um, Hebrews 4, chapter, verse 14 through 16, as we're beginning to close. Seeing then that we have a, 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 a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Verse 15. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. In other words, uh, the Lord Jesus feels what you're going through. You can touch him. He understands. This is one great thing. I, I thank the Lord that he put on flesh. He, can, he felt the human condition. He knows what it means to be betrayed. He knows how it feels to be betrayed, to be lied on, to be talked about when you have done nothing wrong. He knows what it feels like to feel even temptation. Let's look at this. Um, okay, Jesus, uh, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Verse 15, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points, say all points. This is big. Many, many other translations don't say this. That's why I love the King James once again. But was in all points, say all points. All points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. When the enemy offers a temptation, remember it's to draw something that he knows is in you to draw it out of you. It's a trap being set. It's a trap being set, aimed at your weakness because he wants you to fall. He wants you to stumble, fall. He wants to destroy you, ultimately kill you. When, he, when, the, when the devil offers the temptation, it's for your destruction. Okay, and he uses something that's already there. Now, that's very important that you see that because we are drawn away of our own lust and enticed. There is something already in you that he can use to pull you down. And if we refuse to acknowledge that, you actually are putting the nails in your own coffin. If you're saying there's nothing in me, I am sinless. I would say to you, where do you want to be buried? Where do you want your marriage to be buried? Where do you want your job to be buried? You're going to lose it. If you refuse to acknowledge your own weaknesses, you can't receive the strength of God. 
if you refuse to say I am weak, then that means you're saying that I'm strong and I'm, I'm proud. I don't need God, which, of course, we know is untrue. Are you hearing? The Lord Jesus was tempted in all points as, as we are, yet he did not sin because there was nothing in him that could connect with the devil. But with us, oh, we got some stuff in us. Okay. Verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. What's the time of need? The time of temptation. The time when the enemy is pulling on your flesh. That time. Has anybody ever felt that pull of temptation? When you want it to do something, when you know you shouldn't do it? When you want it to say something? Mm, 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 mm. You want it to say it, but you know you shouldn't say it? Something you, your flesh just cries out for. It. You cry out for this, cry out for the drink, you cry out for the drugs, you, you cry out for the person, you cry out for the flesh. Oh, it's something in you, you really want it. But you know you shouldn't have it. That's fire, folks. That's how fire feels when the monkey is on your back. E, E, E. When the monkey is on your back. Somebody know what I'm talking about, about a monkey being on your back? Don't look at me like that. Me and Kelly, the only ones. Praise God. Are we the only ones, Kelly? Well, the rest of y'all keep on a living. That's all I can say. Okay, me, Kelly, and Gene, we're the only ones. We know what it means to have something, have a desire in us that wants to be fulfilled. Especially when the body wants it. Oh my God, when it gets into your body, the body will begin to drive. And when the body drives, the mind gets pushed in the back seat. And all reason goes to the back seat. And when you're really taking over, somebody can tell you, you ought not do it. You want to slap them crazy. Get out of my face. I'm going to do what I want to do. Can I tell the truth, Kelly? You want to do what you want to do when it's really in you, when it's really gotten a hold of you. We're almost done. That's fire. At that moment, that's fire. And children, you really want to disobey your parents because they said this, but you begin to think about some other way. Can I do this? Well, dad didn't actually say this. He actually said that. <laughs> we hit another chord. That's fire. That's fire. You can say that's fire. When they, when your body, when you want to do something, that's fire. But the Lord said, if we, he says, let us therefore come boldly, come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. He said, God, I'm in need. If you don't do something quick, I'm going to do something I know I shouldn't do. He says, come boldly. That is, you don't have to come before God ashamed. Come boldly. 
Tell them, Lord, I got sure got a taste for this now. Oh, Lord, I sure got a taste. Oh, I sure got a taste. God, you got to help me. I'm coming before you boldly, and I'm telling you, the sin is within me. I feel it bubbling. It's a bubbling in my soul. I'm telling you the truth, God. I'm coming before you boldly, and I'm asking you to give me some help and give me grace in this time of my need. Because, listen, Jesus was tempted too, but he didn't fall to it. So he says, I know what you're going through. The Lord says, I know what you're going through. That hit me too. I got over it. And if you use his help, use the Lord's help, you'll get out of that too. Amen. 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 Oh, there's so much more. There's so much more. There's so much more. You can get help in the time of need, but you have to ask for it. Remember to ask God for a divine interruption. If you feel like you're being overwhelmed, your position is being overrun, ask God for a divine interruption. You feel yourself about to do something you know you shouldn't do? Ask God for a divine interruption. In other words, ask him to show you the way of escape. We'll look at that next week. Ask him to show you the way of escape. He'll show you the way of escape and you can get out of there. Remember what the devil sends, you can, you can escape. Or you can put out the fire. You can come against him. You only have to endure what God sends. So that requires you to pray and ask the Lord. Lord, is this from you? But remember, the Lord never tempts you to do evil. So that's one way, one way you know if it's God or not. If this is a temptation to eat that last piece of cake, mmm. Oh, Lord, that's evil. Why did he make the chocolate so like that? Mmm. Lord, it's double stuffed chocolate. Lord Jesus, you know. Mmm. With marshmallows. Oh. oh, whipped cream. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Why didn't I stop at the ninth piece? Why didn't I just stop at the ninth piece? Why am I still tempted to go for piece number 10? Oh, Lord. Making light of it, but I think you understand what I'm saying. This week, we'll go through tests. As long as you are alive, you will go through something. There will be periods of peace, and you're good to go. But that peace probably came because you just came out of something. So it's either you just came out of something, or you're probably going back into something. There are hills and there are valleys, there are mountains, there are, there are plains, but through it all, you can walk through victoriously. So today I believe we, we, we have spoke from the subject of enduring the flames. And I pray that you were uh, blessed today in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. We pray that you were richly encouraged by today's message and that you've received a great blessing. Don't forget to contact us on our website at www.kingdomrock.org. We'd love to see you in a live service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And on Wednesday night, we start at 7 p.m. Come on out. Everyone's invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would so love to connect with you. And don't forget to stop by our website and check us out. 
Once again, our web address is www.kingdomrock.org. Well, until next time, my friends, remember that Jesus loves you so very much. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. God bless you, and we'll see you next time for more Kingdom Rock Radio.